We work hard as physicians to take care of the health and well-being of our patients. But when it comes to our money, do we have the same condition of care? Probably, probably not. Let's change that together. Welcome to the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast, where we'll fight and advocate for your financial literacy. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. Thanks for being here. Let's jump into the show. Hey guys, I want to welcome you guys to the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. We've got a great episode this week. Before we begin, please hit the subscribe button as well as the notifications bell and be sure to like, comment, and share if you like this episode and we'll get into this week's sponsor and show. This week's episode is sponsored by CityVest. CityVest has quickly become the most popular and best way for doctors to invest in top-performing real estate private equity funds that are usually reserved for institutional investors. This unique access to investing in these institutional funds is available for the first time ever through CityVest easy and secure online investment platform. CityVest does the hard work of conducting due diligence and vetting the investments. They even get a third-party due diligence report that is posted on their website. As a result of aggregating a several million dollar investment amount into their access funds, CityVest gains access to investing in the institutional investment and is able to negotiate better investment terms such as a 12% preferred return. You can check them out at cityvest.com or go to the link in the show notes below. Now on to the show. So welcome everybody to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, my mission as a podcaster and host is to empower you to achieve different types of freedom, including financial, emotional, time, and location freedom. And in doing that mission, I always bring in guests that are, I think that are on the cutting edge doing really interesting things, out-of-the-box things, and living life on their own terms and embodying those four principles. So today we have um, Tyler Foley, and he's really interesting as he's a public speaker, he's an author, and he's had a lot of experience in media and acting, and I think you'll have a lot to benefit from his insights and wisdom on this show. So Tyler, welcome. Oh, thank you for having me on, Christopher. I uh, I've been looking forward to it actually. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I really we connected on Podmatch, and you know we talked a little bit backstage, and um, I find your story really interesting, which is why I invited you on the podcast. And so, you know, I'd briefly tell people about your backstory, you know, and how you got into what you're doing, and we'll go from there. Well, it's yeah, it's a. a very circuitous journey, I will put it that way. I um, started acting when I was six years old. I was very lucky to start off early. Um, it's the kind of thing that, you know, experience trumps all. You can have all the talent in the world, but they're going to trust the person who has the experience over talent every time. Talent uh-huh. gets into the audition, but it's experience that usually books you with the gig. So, <laughs> I, I've been very lucky in my career that I've had uh, a very long career. And uh, when I was around 25, 26, I, I kind of became jaded and complacent because at that point I'd had 
the career for 20 years. So I did what most people do at, at the end of their 20 year career. And I retired. I just got to do that at 25. <laughs> so um, I, I retired from acting and uh, went and got an engineering discipline. And uh, I specialized in geomatics, so earth study. And I started my own photogrammetry firm. And for people who don't know, if you've ever turned on uh, satellite view on Google Maps, uh, that the pictures of the ground is what I created. And um, that wow. study is called photogrammetry. And so I, I studied photogrammetry and cartography and, and made picture maps for a little bit. But uh, that um, it was a beautiful business to be into because it blended a lot of my passions. I really, I do love um, geography. I really enjoy aircraft. And so I had a fleet of three planes and we were flying aerial photography and LIDAR. And we were one of the first aerial survey firms to get a digital camera certified for aerial photography. Um, it was a, it was a really exciting time for me. Unfortunately, um, I, as much as I enjoy the practice of uh, geomatics, I, I was not a good businessman at the time. And yeah. that, uh, that business failed. But when you're in that line of work, your primary client is the government. The government always insists that you have a health and safety program in place. So I had to take a whole bunch of safety training in order to have these programs that met government requirements. And when the business collapsed, a good friend of mine who is a far better business man than I am, uh, reached out to me and said, listen, I need a safety officer and you have all of this safety training from running your business. And if you take these three extra courses, which I will pay for, you can get your national construction safety officer designation. And I said, well, that sounds interesting. So I did that and became his safety manager on a very, very large nine figure uh, construction build with multi multi players and um, multinational interests. And I was exposed to some incredibly influential and interesting people. And while I was there, they found out that I used to act and uh, they would listen to me do my toolbox talks. And one day, uh, a gentleman asked me if I'd be interested in giving a keynote presentation at his company. And I said, absolutely. What is a keynote? <laughs> and, and he explained to me what it was. I was like, oh, yeah, I could talk for 45 minutes. That's, that's easy. So I put together a presentation talking about how my time in film, and particularly the times where I got to do stunts, was the uh, safest job that I had. And uh, without any hyperbole or exaggeration, that really was ju literally jumping out of a six story window was safer than anything else that I've ever done in my career. Uh -huh. And uh, that became a very popular thing. And I had a lot of people come to me and say, well, how do you do that? And so I would explain, I'm like, oh, it's real easy. These are how you put together talks. And the next thing I knew, I had, you know, six and seven figure executives asking me to coach them privately on how to give better presentations and feel more confident, which I always thought was hilarious. These guys, you know, and women uh, are phenomenal human beings doing amazing things and making, you know, millions of dollars every year. And they don't have the confidence to stand up in front of people and talk. And um, from that, I uh, created a really interesting training program. And from the training program, um, 
launched the book. And so now I have the power to speak naked, which is a number one bestselling book. Uh And uh, I get to speak very regularly around the world and do my three day and five day seminars and workshops and teach people how to speak from stage more confidently. That's uh, I, I love that story, and um, it just goes to show you you can use all the experiences, you know, and then in formulate and create a career of your own. And um, you know, a lot I have a lot of friends that are um, you know, public speakers, um, you know, musicians, and uh, it's just fascinating to see them, you know, um, travel the world and influence people. So we'll get uh. Yeah, you know, I mentioned your your book title is very interesting. So, you know, um, I had some questions about public speaking, but we'll talk about your your book. Uh, tell us about the, you know the thesis of it, you know, and and we'll get more into more into the meat. Well, my my book is a, a nonfiction book, and it didn't really have a thesis so much as a theme. And and that theme was um, that most people prepare for public speaking wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were, if you typically, uh, particularly people who are just starting out public speaking or have been asked to do it and have, don't have any kind of formal training around it, they're going to spend the majority of their time trying to memorize lines and lines and lines and pages and pages of dialogue. And that serves absolutely no one. It doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve your audience. It locks you into a script. And I usually like to explain it as, um, as a trip, right? We want to take our audience on a journey. And when you lock yourself into memorizing pages and pages of dialogue, I live in Calgary. And so I want to take my daughter to Disney World. So we've got to get from Calgary to uh, Orlando. And if I memorize a script, it's like saying that I am going to fly on Air Canada flight uh, 2256 from Calgary to MCO that is that is how i'm getting there uh-huh. and the problem with that is could it work absolutely it could but what if the flight goes mechanical what if they don't have a direct flight from calgary to orlando uh what if my daughter gets sick and we can't uh travel across the border particularly right now right when we lock ourselves into this one track, this one path, we're on a, we're literally on a train now, and now we can't get off until we reach our end destination where what we want to do is know that we need to go on the journey and it's taking our audience on the journey. That's the most important thing. And so being free to know that I, we need to end up in Orlando, but how we get there is up to each individual audience and each individual presentation. So maybe I take the plane because we only have X amount of time and we need to get there quick, right? So those are going to be your quick five and 10 minute presentations, usually at some kind of a networking event. You got to get the information there and you got to get it quick, but you may need to take a bit of a detour, you know, and what I show people to do is you don't need to memorize um, a script, Because if you've been asked to speak, you are the expert. You know that material better than anybody else. Even if there's other people in your field that are doing that very same thing, you are the person who who was asked to do it. And we never ask second best to do these things. We ask the best. (laughs) So you are the expert. Your audience is on your side. They want to hear that information. Your job is to deliver it in a way that has impact. And when you lock yourself into a script, everybody's heard it right? 
uh-huh. they, they, they hear that in your voice when you have this thing that you have locked into your mind and these are the words that you will say. And you're like, oh, stop, just stop. <laughs> stop now, please. And the, what happens is, is it just becomes very, it becomes rote dictation. And that's how it sounds when you deliver it. Even when you um, are trained like I am, there's still the, a difference between free flow conversation and scripted response. And that's where um, you really want to find freedom. So most of the book, and, and when people read through The Power to Speak Naked, it's a very quick read. It's 10 chapters, 136 pages. It goes very quickly. Uh, according to my publisher, on the back, its read time is 114 minutes. So you're not even two hours to read this book. Uh-huh. Most of what it does is cover the proper prep work, mindset, understanding your material, not your script, understanding your audience's needs so that you can serve them. Focusing on them instead of you, finding the ways to um, relax your audience, relax you, how to engage and re-engage your audience. Um, A lot of those things come down to mental prep work and 90% of our prep work happens prior to the talk, but we, so many people waste that time preparing incorrectly. And so we, I try to show them the way. (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting. Yeah, it was. It's interesting because um, um, just when you think about giving presentations and you feel like you know you have to you know memorize this slide and it, it's almost it feels very constrictive and restrictive. And then when you do what you're describing, like impromptu and just kind of a thematic approach and um, serving the audience, it, it it gives you a more freer, lighter feeling. Well, and that's the thing too, especially with a, a PowerPoint, because now you're locked into a set set of slides and presentation. Um, and I have I honestly in, you know, I've been on stage now almost four decades and I have seen very, very few people who have successfully used a, a slide deck um, off the top of my head. Uh, Phil Town, who is an investment guru, runs Rule One Investing, uh-huh. um, is phenomenal. But he jumps around his slide deck like that's the thing, like he has his presentation. Uh-huh. But if you watch him use it, he's going backwards and forwards, and he'll skip slides. He'll be like, "Meh," right? Like mm-hmm. he he knows his slide deck, but he uses it as a uh, for what slide decks are supposed to be for. They're just graphics, almost no text, um, and he uses it to show examples and and support what the stories that he's telling uh-huh. the the presentation is not the slide deck the presentation is his talking and then the slide deck supports it and then the other person that i've seen do it phenomenally obviously is uh tony robbins but he again is not locked into a slide deck and he doesn't even control his slide deck he has a paid team on the back riser uh-huh. who know his stories and his content and material and as he brings things up they're searching through uh slides <laughs> so they they have a deck of slides but they're not in any particular order so if he's telling a story about uh robin williams they'll bring up robin williams picture if he's bringing up one of his main points he has you know uh word graphics that have been created but they're only ever three or four words and his team will bring it up he's actually not doing it he's just riffing on the fly (laughs) and he has a team that brings up the slide deck and that's actually one of the reasons why the book is called the power to speak naked 
uh-huh. is because I believe that people should be able to give a naked presentation in that they don't have a slide deck, they don't have a PowerPoint, they don't have props, they don't even need AV, right? Like I can come into a boardroom right now and give a very powerful presentation as long as I know who my audience is and what my constraints are as far as uh, time and presentation materials. I don't need anything. Uh-huh. Can a presentation be made better and be uh, supported by these things? Absolutely. But only if done correctly. Like when I do my presentation, my slide deck is five, um, five slides, uh, zero text, um, and they're all images. Oh, yeah. That's, that's awesome. As a brief interruption, Michael Kwan has a new course titled NFTs Unlocked, which is a premium membership that gives you full access to classes, training, an online portal, private Discord to learn about NFTs, its unique, exciting technology, how to make money in NFTs, as well as how to prevent yourself from getting scammed by bad actors, scam artists, and how to practice digital safe practices to keep your digital assets safe. To join the membership, you'll be charged an initial one-time fee of $7.99 followed by monthly dues of $59 per month starting 30 days after the membership has begun. And you can feel free to cancel at any time. As a special guest to all of our listeners, Michael is giving us coupon codes $200 off for the join fees. So instead of $7.99, it's now $5.99 by using the code Dr. Chris, D-R-C-H-R-I-S, or Dr. Chris, D-O-C-T-O-R-C-H-R-S. Either will work. If you go to the website, www.nftsunlock.com, and try the coupon code, we hope you enjoy it. Now back to our show. Well, and one thing I've actually noticed, um, a lot of public speakers, now they don't give um, keynotes. Now a lot of it's like um, roundtable. So it's kind of like a fire chat discussion and and what's interesting is um, it's more, I feel like it's more dynamic and more impromptu and you can, the listener can pick out themes and, you know, key points and takeaways from the, yeah. just by being there. So that's interesting. Yeah, no. And it, I think, again, where that is stemming from is this, you know, the mastermind idea, the, the Juntu, where you have... Uh, we are more than the sum of our parts and you can feed off of ideas and you can support ideas. And the other thing too, you know, in a format like that, you can have um, very civil debate. So you can have two opposing views and it doesn't have to be combative. You can uh, bring forward different viewpoints and everybody's an expert, therefore no one person is wrong. And you can say, well, that is an interesting idea. Uh, very similar, like I, um, I got challenged um, on stage about a year ago saying that um, nobody actually is afraid of public speaking. And there was, the, I got, you know, well, there's statistics on this, you know, 77% of Americans <laughs> claim to have some form of anxiety around public speaking. And uh-huh. I said, no, 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 no. They think they have anxiety around public speaking. But if we actually were afraid to speak in public, which is what we're stating when we say we're afraid of public speaking, uh-huh. uh, commerce as we know it would collapse. There is absolutely no way that you and I could go to a restaurant and order food if we were legitimately afraid to speak in public because a restaurant is a public space. And if we were afraid to speak to strangers, 
we wouldn't be able to order if we didn't know our wait staff. And I don't know most of the wait staff that I go to any restaurant for, uh, particularly with the amount that I travel. Uh, so if you can go to a restaurant and you don't know your wait staff and you were able to order food and have that come to your table, you were able to speak in public, uh, you were able to speak to a complete stranger, and you were able to ask for what you want and receive it. So this notion that we're afraid to speak in public or we're afraid to speak to strangers or we're afraid to ask for what we want is null and void if anybody has ever been to a restaurant. And I can already hear your audience. I already know. I already know where it goes, where they're like, no, 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 but wait, 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 Tyler. Um, <laughs> when I'm ordering food in a restaurant, the people aren't looking at me. And trust me, if they were looking at me, I wouldn't open my mouth. And to that, I say, great then let's acknowledge that you are not afraid of public speaking. What you're afraid of is public judgment. Mm. You're afraid that when you speak and if people are looking at you, that they will judge you for the words that you say. And when we acknowledge that, then I can help you. But if you're going to sit and claim that you're afraid of public speaking, I can't help you because if you're afraid to speak in public, there's, I have no, I am not a clinical psychologist or psychiatrist. There's no way that I can overcome that fear. But what I can do is help you overcome the fear of public judgment, because that's a real easy one to tackle, uh, particularly with the first couple of things that I noted. You are the expert and your audience is on your side. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting. Well, uh, and I know, um, you know, in the sake of time, and but it's like such a fascinating discussion. And we might have you uh, on the podcast later. Um, well, just some nuts and bolts, like someone they're in they're in a career profession and they want to start being a thought leader or an influencer or a public speaker how can they start how can what's the best way to just get started to start telling people that you want to do it and that, right because hey, here's the thing um that statistic is not wrong if you were to ask if we were to poll a room right now if there were four people in the room uh-huh. three of them are going to say it i'm not going to get up on stage and speak so if you can be that one out of every four, uh, you're already a step ahead. And, and if you let people know, they're going to very gladly hand that baton off to you. So the first thing is to start saying, this is a thing that I want to do. Uh-huh. Um, the next thing is to start looking for help in, in getting better with that in training, whether that's something like me or if you just want to get some practice in finding a, a thing like Toastmasters or a local speaking club, because they're everywhere too. And then at, once you start developing a talk and, you, and you're really confident, and not even before you're really confident, to start gaining confidence in it. If you, once you have an idea for a talk that you'd like to present, um, it is a simple internet search. Call for presentations, call for speakers, um, and put in whatever topic it is that you want to be talking about. And then you can get even more granular and say, these are the cities that I would like to go to. Um, You know, I wanted to speak in Houston because I wanted to take my daughter to NASA because she was entirely fascinated with space. So I literally did a call for presentations, Houston. And ironically enough, found a call for presentations to be presented at Mission Control. (laughs) so i put together a proposal and i got to fly down to houston and speak at mission control and i've got a beautiful picture of it it's super fun because i'm standing next to like an actual real gone to space space spacesuit in 
at Mission Control at the Johnson Space Center. And that is just, you know, that's one of the highlights of, of my career. Yeah. And uh, it's very, it, you know, it sounds difficult until you start uh, delving into it. And uh, particularly if you if you want to step forward and say that you want to do it because nobody wants to. So there, there are always opportunities to speak, even, you know, at your professional associations, you know, and I know your audience is primarily comprised of doctors. I assure you there are multiple professional associations for doctors and always presentations. I actually helped my uh, wife's uh, ophthalmologist. Uh, my wife had um, uh, schesis in her eye and her retina was detaching. Oh, and they and my wife is young, you know, uh, she's uh, in her mid 30s right now. And this is typically a thing that uh, doctors don't see developing until people are in their 60s or 70s. And she's a super, super, super rare case. And my doctor was like, I've only seen this once in my career uh, prior. And it was like 25 years ago. And I she he wanted to make her a case study. Um, and he <laughs> we were chatting about it. And he's like, I'm actually terrified to talk. And I'm like, really, I can help you with that. So he, you know, he already has the, he knows the conference that he wants to go speak at. This is a perfect case study for him to do it. He just needed the confidence to go up and do it. So I literally gave him a copy of the book, signed it. And I said, here, if you want to work one-on-one, -on -one, let me know. And I'll give you a pretty good discount because my wife can see because of you. And uh, <laughs> so the, the opportunities, particularly in the medical field are, are quite literally endless. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, and I've, you know, I've looked through your material and, you know, it looks like you teach clients, you know, power of story and telling a compelling story and discovering audiences. So, um, you know, it's been a fascinating discussion. I've always really admired people that were public speakers full time. And it's just because it's just uh, it's so fascinating how you you're, you're basically pitching your personal brand and your message to others it's not a product or a service you're you know you're pitching a message so it's really interesting how you can make a full-time career out of that um, yeah we're we, we're essentially teachers uh that go on do a road show <laughs> <laughs> you know and and that's really the key to it is it's it it's not necessarily pitching me i've i've created an idea and i am my brand uh -huh. but what i'm pitching is is um really lessons lessons on and particularly with mine it's showing people that they do have a story, that there is a power behind story, and that they have the ability to move an audience with their presentation. Uh -huh. And, um, and once once we've unlocked that, then it becomes really fun. And that's where I get the most satisfaction out of it. You know, I'm not doing it to stroke the ego of Tyler Foley, I'm doing <laughs> it to ensure that other people understand that they can have impact with their words and, and can really make a change. You know, if I can teach my wife's doctor, how to present uh, on this very interesting case study and he shows somebody else so the next time another 30 year old woman comes in and is you know in danger of losing her eyesight which could drastically impact her career and her family life that doctor will go oh i remember hearing about this at this conference i can reach out to this doctor or now i have the tools and i'm equipped with the ability to address this issue so by me showing my wife's doctor how to better present this to a conference hopefully i can have a little bit of influence in helping somebody else so that they don't lose their sight and that's why i do it yeah yeah this has been a wonderful i've really enjoyed talking with you um you know as a 
individual and as a guest, um, how, how do people, you know, um, I know a lot of people will be interested in you. How do they go out, you know, learn about you and possibly working with you? Well, uh, the best thing that they can do is to uh, go to my website, which is seantylerfoley.com. And Sean is spelled the proper Irish way, S-E-A-N-T-Y-L-E-R-F-O-L-E-Y.com. Um, and they're, that's going to have every way of getting a hold of me. But I would ask... I would ask a favor of your audience, Christopher, and that is yeah. if they are listening to Financial Freedom for Physicians quite regularly, um, before they come to my website, because that requires them to stop what they're doing right now and go to it, they're already on the platform right now. They're listening to you, whether that's on YouTube or your other um, podcast uh, channels. Hit pause right now on whatever you're doing and give Financial Freedom for Physicians a five-star review. And if you're willing to do that and be specific too, like what was an episode that you found interesting, you know, was it maybe the discussion with uh, Dr. Bonnie when she was talking about entrepreneurship uh, or, um, you know, any one of those other uh, episodes, like, is there, is there a specific episode that, that brought um, interest to you? Like, why, why do you come back and listen to this podcast time and time again? And if you can give a really detailed uh, review of the podcast, that will help Dr. Lou bring on better guests to that serve your needs and, and, you know, guests like myself. And if you can do that, if, if your audience is willing to do that for me, Christopher, I would, as a gift to them and as a thank you for them giving you a five-star review, if they come over to SeanTylerFoley.com, I will give them a uh, right at the top of the page. They can click on it and I will invite them into Endless Stages, which is my free Facebook group. And if they go through the website, as opposed to just searching for it on Facebook, as a, as a bonus gift, I'm going to give them a uh, free PDF download of my book, The Power to Speak Naked, will give them access to my Drop the Mic Trainer series, which is a, a series of seven videos that uh, give them an introduction into public speaking. And as a member of the Endless Stages Facebook group, I go live every uh, Tuesday for 20 minutes at noon Pacific, three Eastern, and do a live training from whatever topic happens to be buzzing around the Facebook group that week. And uh, that's a really great way for people to get introduced and get some free training, uh, start to find their message, start to find their confidence in public speaking. So it would be my gift to them if they come to SeanTylerFoley.com, but only, only, only if they're willing to hit pause right now, give Financial Freedom for Physicians a five-star review. And, uh, and then if they're willing to do that, I'm, I'm more than happy to give them on my end. Awesome, awesome. Uh, the, uh, for all the guests and listeners, um, Tyler's um, resources and links will be included in the show notes. And um, you know it's been a great discussion and we hope to have you on the podcast as a guest in the future. Anytime, just reach out. It would be my joy. What a fantastic show. I hope you enjoyed our very special guest. Just remember, as a shout out to our this week's sponsor, CityVest.com. CityVest gives you access to the best real estate private equity funds with enhanced investment terms, verified due diligence, and lower risk. You can check them out at CityVest.com or click on the link in the show notes below to hear about their upcoming investment offerings. 
If you enjoyed that episode, don't forget, that's just the free content. We also have paid premium content subscription with better guests, information, updates, and discussions that can't be accessed anywhere else. You can subscribe to our premium content by clicking on the link in the show notes below to subscribe. Just a quick note, members who sign up for the bottom floor price introductory the first year will be grandfathered into that price for life. I expect the monthly subscription amount to increase quickly next year and the year after, so don't delay. I'm excited that you made it for another episode. You are truly the best. If you've been following the show for a while, you know that my passion is to bring you the education you need to find your path to financial freedom. Please come back week after week for new content, new resources, and great guests. Until then, if you haven't already, please be sure to check out the website, www.drchrisluemdphd.com for more support. I'll see you next week.